Hi, guys. Before we jump into this episode, I wanted to let you know that we have a discount code to give you guys 30% off all fall collections from New Balance. If you use the code TALKNB, that's T-A-L-K-N-B. Now enjoy this chat with Bruce Schilling from New Balance. Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Okay, welcome to Talk Tennis. Today's guest knows a thing or two about the tennis industry as he spent many years working for many of our sport's top brands. Currently, he's the general manager of tennis at New Balance, and he has endless experience in sports marketing at several levels, including spending a significant amount of time with Nike and even helping out a CEO of a smaller brand like Athletic DNA. Today, he finds himself immersed in New Balance's culture and is a big reason why the brand has quickly become one of the trendiest on the tennis court. Thanks so much for joining us today on Talk Tennis. Welcome, Bruce Schilling. Shell, thank you for having me. Of course. So let's get started. Let's talk about New Balance first. <laughs> so talk to me about New Balance. What is something you would want the listeners to know about New Balance that they might not know? So I think it's interesting now. It's an incredible year for New Balance. I think from Liverpool and Monet, what, you know, what they've accomplished. We signed Kawhi over Christmas last year. He uh, is MVP of the NBA Finals last year. They win the championship, yeah. which is kind of magic in a bottle, yeah, as you big. know. Our baseball business is through the roof with Lindor and Altuve and those guys. And uh, really fun. And Brett Gardner for the Yankees. Right now, I'm a big Yankee fan. So okay. I got him going for Brett big time. <laughs> and obviously, Coco Golf, same thing. I mean, it's one of those incredible moments for a brand that we look at as a launching pad. It's only for the sure. beginning. We've only gotten back into sports marketing probably in the last 10 years. And so uh, we're very happy to have come this far this quickly. Yeah, I think as someone that's so involved in tennis, I didn't realize how big New Balance was outside of tennis. So <laughs> it's really cool to see New Balance everywhere. Yeah, all those things lead to that. And uh, obviously Coco's efforts at Wimbledon and the U.S. Open have catapulted her. I read she won in Lynch and she's still only 15. Yeah. Um, incredible talent and great person, great family. And I think we look at because of the size of our brand and the breadth of it that all these athletes and all the achievements support multiple categories. It drives our impression out there to the consumer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're thrilled about the tennis part. As you know, I started probably about eight years ago, nine years ago and launched head to toe. And Milos was an early sign for us. He finaled Wimbledon. He's done a great job and he maintains his position near the top of the game. And we're hoping for more. Riley Opelka. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to have a seven footer. Yeah, he Take stands him into out. a place you get attention. <laughs> yeah. And obviously the women, Nicole and Heather, et cetera, Serana, terrific group we've been working with. And Danielle had a phenomenal Australian She's Open. Doing great. So there's, uh, you know, I don't like to look at it as a crescendo, but mm -hmm. I like to think of it as we've earned this level and now we're excited about what's coming. That's awesome. How did you guys start working with Coco Goff? Has she always been with New Balance? Is it a more recent thing? Tell me about pursuing her. So we signed Coco the end of last year. I okay. think Coco has been the most outstanding junior player since, I'm going to be plus or minus and probably offend some classic great players, <laughs> but since Martina Hingis, yeah. she wasn't a surprise to anyone in the know in the industry to be the number one in the world junior player at 14, which means 
all players under 18. It's an incredible effort by her, finaling and winning junior grand slams at that age. So everyone was aware of Coco. We think that we're the right place for her. We believe she thinks that as well because mm-hmm. of the focus we can give her. We're not out signing a whole lot of players. Right. We're building our women's business. She can be an integral part of that. And with her age and her opportunity, lifestyle, training, women's, tennis, um, it's a phenomenal fit for both of us. And yeah. her results are mind-boggling yeah. to me. I mean, we expected great things of her, but to say she's two or three years ahead would be an understatement. She's got great personality, oh, too. <laughs> really, really something. Her Very, whole family, her mom and yeah. dad, she just terrific, terrific people. Really it's, refreshing to deal with them. And that seems to be a trend with all your athletes, at least I know in tennis, they all have really good personalities, great stories, um, good base. What are you looking for when you're signing players to New Balance? Well, we're a family owned business. Uh, We're privately held by the Davis family, terrific people and big change for me coming from working from a large corporation Mm -hmm. to working for something where that family can make any decision they want with it. So it's very good because you can get a quick answer on things. Right. <laughs> but also the Davises are incredibly good people. And I don't say that lightly. They donate a great deal of time and money around the Boston area and around the world. It's part of our mantra as a company to donate and give back. And our athletes have to do it as well. It's in their agreements. And their personalities and their ability to get along with us are not just us, but friends and family and work with our teams and all that. There are athletes we've turned away who haven't wanted to do that, who just wanted money. Because we're working with a limited number of players in all sports, Mm -hmm. they have to want to put time in with us. So I'll give you an example. Milos, for example, we Mm -hmm. may have 10 contracted days with him. I think we did 40 days with him last year. You know, around the world, he stops at our offices. He'll do store appearances. They get it and they feel part of the fabric and part of the family. Right. And that's a win-win for all of us. We're really thrilled with all of them. Love them to death. That's awesome. I remember, I think it was maybe two summers ago, you guys came up and we did a whole barbecue and Milos was there and Riley and it was uh, Lynn's, the doubles yeah, Eric specialist. Lynn, yeah, yes. Robert, uh, Robert will kill me for calling him Eric. Yeah. <laughs> we can edit that. <laughs> no, that keep was... it in. That'll be fun. He'll like that. <laughs> it was such a great time to experience interacting with those players. They were so awesome to give their time. And then they were talking to the kids and hitting with the kids. And it was just such a good experience. And everyone was really happy to They're be great. there. I mean, our, our, our goal is to have a family of, of the athletes we work with mm-hmm. and be part of our family at New Balance. It's hard to do when you're as large as we are now. Right. But we have a relationship with the New York Mets now as an organization because of our baseball business. And leading into the Open every year, the weekend before, Instead of doing a player party or whatever, we get a suite at City Field and all the players come. And one of the players throws out the first pitch and then they all come up and hang out with their significant others and their family and friends. And we actually have a blast. And it's neat. They all get along, which I'm pretty proud about. I think it's really that's rare that that happens. It was really funny this year. Last year. Milos threw out the first pitch. This year, Riley was throwing it out. Okay. And about two days before, I hadn't talked to Riley in a long time. I probably hadn't seen him since Wimbledon. And I sent him a text and I said, don't bounce it. That's all I said, the entire text. <laughs> and he goes, oh, my God, you know, Donna, there's no nervous. chance. And I go, well, now don't throw it over the guy's head, right? I mean, you don't want to embarrass yourself <laughs> yeah. on the field. But he did. He actually threw a great pitch. And we compared it. He had a video of Milos's pitch. So we got to compare while we were in the nice. suite, which was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. always it was competitive. Fun. They're great people. I mean, they're really fun. And, I, you know, I'd like to 
I'd, I'd be remiss in not commending their parents on doing a great job with all of them. Because yeah. as you know, in sports, you know, it's so demanding and the kids have to perform at all levels. And we all know as parents how demanding we are on our kids. <laughs> and so to turn out well-rounded kids is a great effort in any circumstance. But to do it when they're at the level that these people are as athletes is commendable. Definitely. And then you guys have also done such a great job of turning the brand around to be this cool brand in the last several years. <laughs> I don't want to say that might sound a little offensive that before it wasn't as cool, but right now in the past few years, everything's just got this cool culture on court, very classic styling. We are seeing a lot of that classic stuff come back onto the court, but you guys were ahead of the curve there. And you've also got players that can wear the clothes and wear them awesome. Like they look amazing. The girls are always so well-dressed. They're also some of the fittest girls out there on tour, <laughs> I think, but that that's on them. But uh, how have you guys changed the company culture almost in tennis? You've really done a 180, I think. Well, first of all, I want to, I'll thank you on behalf of the ladies <laughs> yes. that we work with. They're, they're grateful for that commentary. I think we've focused on having experts in all areas of it. And one of the things that attracted me to New Balance uh, when I joined was the discussion that we're going to young up the brand. And as part of that in my contract, I'm not allowed to wear any New Balance product because of my age. <laughs> but as a result of that, my kids do, which yeah. is pretty good. But that was the intent. And tennis was a big launching pad for that because it's one of the rare head-to-toe sports mm -hmm. where you can do it. Golf is obviously another one which is a little more challenging because the age of golf tends to be a little bit older mm -hmm. and the consumer demographics older and more affluent. But to get into a global sport where the athletes play in every major city around the world every year and can be involved in it. And then uh, if we can design and be at the forefront of that mm -hmm. as well. And we take the time because we have a limited number of players intentionally to make sure they look good in their product. Yeah. It's paid off. It's, and uh, yeah. we're thrilled with it. And kudos to my designers and our whole team. They do a great job. They've done a great job. I remember at BMP this past year, we worked a little with Danielle Collins and she <laughs> looks like a model. She walked out, just looked beautiful in that dark blue that she was wearing. And it was just head to toe, even the headband, everything looked amazing. So it's yeah, looking she, great. We're, we're very fortunate. All the women and men we work with model our apparel very well. Yeah. And they're terrific to work with. They like to be involved. They like to have input. They give us great feedback on all levels, on the That's performance cool. level, on the style level, and on the commentary they get in the locker room from other players. I mean, <laughs> we do get approached by a lot of players yeah. who just want free product. And frankly, we turn a lot of those away because every player we endorse represents our brand. Nice. And so as we were talking about earlier, their personalities and their abilities to give back and all those things are really important to us. And that's not possible with every personality. Right. So, yeah, no, that's cool that you guys are selective and you're making sure that the players wearing your gear are who you want to be wearing. Them. It, it makes them proud to be a part of our family, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not everybody can have it. So exactly. It's fun. That's nice. Yeah. Now, where do you see the brand going in the next five to 10 years? Through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's exciting. <laughs> Let's go. I mean, I think the international growth in the last five years has been incredible. I think we'll continue in that area. As you know, we entered basketball, mm -hmm. believe it or not. It seems like old school for me because I've been involved in it from the beginning, but we've been planning it for years. We signed Kawhi over Christmas. We have a couple other players now. Basketball doesn't launch until next week. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> it was a little bit of, you know, chicken and egg and, mm -hmm. and how that worked. But with this season, the shoe will go out. And so that's a big entry for us. For Our sure. football 
soccer business, as we call it here, right. has grown significantly. Liverpool had a lot to do with driving that. So I think for us, the sky's the limit on where we can go. I think there's great opportunity for a focused brand to take advantage of it. I also think that the youth today, and certainly my children who I hope end up listening to this podcast down the road and <laughs> because they, I have no harder critics than them. And those who know them know that's true. Don't want to look like their parents. They don't want to look like all their friends. They want to um, identify themselves. And I think we've done a terrific job at providing an opportunity for the youth to do that. Yeah. Let's get into a little athlete chat. I know <laughs> you have some great relationships with players. And actually, Milos is someone who you guys introduced to us. And I kind of wasn't sure how he would be in person. And I've had the opportunity to work with him a few times. And he is a lovely gentleman. Yeah. Very nice. Super kind and just really a great person. So I want to hear any fun stories that you had with some of these players. Oh, my God. Well, Milos, actually, <laughs> ironically, I speak to Milos regularly because okay. we've had him from the beginning. Yeah. I'd like to say he would argue this probably that he's like a little brother to me. And my son, who's playing college basketball, is like a little brother to him. Oh, that's and, cute. Yeah, it's cute, but they give each other crap. Yeah, <laughs> okay. a lot, actually, <laughs> we can say that. It, which is kind of fun. Yeah. And they all follow each other and they all trash. I know my son uh, was having issues a couple of years ago with a girlfriend, shockingly, oh, no. right, <laughs> who was breaking up with him and taking him back. And Milosh's advice to him was, whatever you do, don't pull back in the same driveway. <laughs> to which my son went, oh, really? You know, the retort back. But on that end, Milosh called me a couple of weeks ago and asked if my son could intern for him next summer. Oh. <laughs> so post Wimbledon, be his training partner. Uh, awesome. Because my son trains extensively mm -hmm. and not at Milosh's level by any stretch. For those of you who aren't familiar with it, pro tennis players train eight, eight hours a day, at least every day of the week. That's why they're at that level. Yeah. And it's incredibly intense and their diet is incredible. And um, anyway, it's fortunate for my children to have seen that and understand it. And so Milosh invited my son to Arizona to altitude training for a week Ooh. after Wimbledon. <laughs> And then two of his tournaments following that, probably ending up in Canada at the Canadian Open next year. So three weeks, and I'm I'm hoping I have something of a son left at the end of that because <laughs> I've watched Milos train, and we'll see if my son can keep up. Yeah, but, uh, and at altitude, that's gonna oh be my fun. god, it'll be crazy. <laughs> Get ready. Yeah, no idea what that's <laughs> oh like. Oh my goodness. So uh, that'll be fun. I think also, you know, I'd be remiss in not mentioning Nicole mm -hmm. and, you know, her recovery from cancer, yes. which we're all thrilled about. Yes. And my wife and I are going to her wedding in a few oh, weeks. Oh, that's so amazing. Yeah, north of Cabo, nice. which we're excited about. And we're thrilled for she and Jack, great yes. people. And she and Heather have become really close friends so through fun. us and all. It's just, you know, it's been terrific. That's Heather and so Heather's cool. mom, Michelle, one of my favorite people in the world. Yeah. I don't know if you've met Michelle, but you need to do that. I should. Go out of your way because she is <laughs> she's a, got a great she's name, a treat. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's my, those are my quick stories on those. That's so fun. Yeah. Nicole's a good friend of Tennis Warehouse too. We uh, wish her nothing but the best. Yeah. Terrific. That's exciting. And she's had a, she's had a nice comeback. She really you know, has. Yeah. Being the lucky loser in the open and then played a great match against Halep and then Got a couple rounds in one of the Asian tournaments recently. Yeah. So and talk about fit that oh. she is. Yep. she's working so hard always, yep. constantly, and she, it pays off. She looks amazing on the court, and she's playing some great tennis. Yeah, it's great to have her back. So that's good. So we're all thrilled. Now you've been with the sport in many different ways. What have been some of the <laughs> most challenging times that you've dealt with? I think what's uh, what's fascinating about tennis is. 
I've been in, I started with ProServe with Donald Dell mm-hmm. uh, almost 40 years ago. Okay. And we had a great group and probably like tennis warehouse. Yeah. When we started, you know, everyone's young and Donald, uh, we had a lot to do with the game. We had TV rights for the French Open and we produced the U.S. Open and mm-hmm. owned a bunch of tournaments and represented Connors and Lendl and Noah and had a great group. And there were, it was us and IMG had the lion's share of players and so how that's evolved on the agency level and on the tournament front and the value of tournaments yeah. today and the prize money. In my agent days, I was fortunate enough. I represented the Gullickson twins, oh, wow. Marty Reeson, who lives in Santa Barbara. Okay. And Sherwood Stewart. They were my first clients. Okay. Or worked obviously with all the players there and, and had, I consider myself friends with all of them still. It was an interesting time in our lives. But I think tennis was a little more of a sport still back then. The mm-hmm. money had just come in. It became pro in 69. I would argue the big money kicked in in the early 70s, kind of the $100,000 yeah. for winning a tournament right. thing. And now the money is mind-boggling. It's crazy. It, it is big business now. I know when I talk to players about it now, I think Milos, for example, or Coco, and they're they're running a global organization. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of people that work for them. They need a lot of people to work for them in a lot of areas from finance to training, yeah. to physios, to support, to scheduling, to the whole deal. And it's much, much, much more complicated than in the older days. The one thing I do wish there was a little bit more of in the older days, there were a whole lot more second tier tournaments yeah. for players. And so Towns like San Luis Obispo would have a tournament and there'd be a pretty notable player every year. I mean, there was a summer swing back then with, now I'm dating myself. I apologize for (laughs) waxing. But there was Orange Lawn and Stowe, Vermont and Stratton, Vermont and that whole section of, and it was really fun, kind of an East Coast swing. And it was like the circus moving around from town to town and the players all, and it was really, uh, I think the players all get along. There's, there's phenomenally now. I'm actually impressed by how the top players and all get along. Yeah. But it was different. I think back in those days, all but the very top players pretty much lived together because the money wasn't as huge and, mm-hmm. you know, every was a job and guys were grinding it out to make enough to keep going. I mean, yeah. I, arguably players would tell me that's the case today, but I think the tipping point today is at a lower ranking than Much it was lower. back then. Yeah. yeah. And it seems like there's so many smaller tournaments that aren't paying out enough to make a living. It's hard. I mean, it's, I, it's I, a grind. you know, again, it's that tough equation of do you put out the money to bring in a top player to sell tickets? And then, you know, we've all been to tournaments where a seed's been upset early, which also hurts then to that tournament. So it's, it's a challenge now, but yeah. it, it is a much more... I would say if you're entering the business or involved in it now, there's a history behind it now that everybody, you can kind of tell where you're going to end up in the mix rather than there was a little bit more guessing in the older days. Right. That makes sense. Um, I do think that tennis needs to do a better job television-wise. God bless the tennis channel. But, (laughs) you know, television revenue drives sports. So I'll I'll lead with your, Michelle, you're going to be the first person (laughs) to broadcast my one wish for tennis. Okay, let's hear it. So I've been in tennis forever and I've got many wishes, none of which will happen. And there have been very, very few changes. Yeah. And kudos to the ones that have happened and the slams and the tours that have enabled them. But because of that disparity, it's been tough to make a change, right? Because of all the ruling parties. Mm -hmm. But I do think that with the amount of money in the game now that the slams and even the other bigger tournaments, Indian Wells Mm -hmm. and uh, Miami for example, should invest in more courts and start every match at a time. If you could start a match at a time, it wouldn't matter how long it took, then 
the Japanese audience could tune in tune for in. K. The Canadian audience could tune in for Milos. The U.S. audience could tune in for Coco okay. um, or Danielle. Yeah. But you have to give people a time. And the way people's time works today, I think people misconstrue. People don't have a lot of time. People right. that's golf's numbers are down, all that, because technology, everybody's got much more coming at them. But would tennis aficionados would take the time to watch those matches, but they got to know when they're going to start. Exactly. And so if you're third on at a Grand Slam, it's a six-hour disparity of when mm -hmm. that match could take place. It's impossible to watch. No, yeah. And I also think that hurts the dollar opportunity for the tournaments. If they could do that, if they could pinpoint that like they can in later rounds, right. it's really only the first two or three rounds that you need more courts for yeah, because the draws get taken down after that. So my hope for the game for literally for the growth of it, yeah. because there'll be more money in it is to start each match at a specified time. And it just takes more courts. I love it. Thank you heard you. it here first. That's it. <laughs> We're going to make it happen. You can put, name it after me somehow <laughs> okay. or my son or my dog. <laughs> name it after someone for me. That'd be good. <laughs> that sounds great. Now, I wanted to also ask, you have worked with many top athletes in many different sports. And something going back to Coco Golf that we saw over the summer is she transcends tennis. Like, yeah. People that don't know anything about tennis, we're talking about her. And that's so great for our sport. What do you see in these athletes? Do you know that that's going to be something she brings to the sport when you sign her? Or is that just something that just kind of organically grows inside of these athletes? <laughs> tell me tell me what you know. I think there's a confluence of things that lead to that. Mm -hmm. And frankly, some of it's magic, right? Yeah. I mean, I was fortunate enough to work with Andre and Pete and Jim and during mm -hmm. that era and John, frankly, who John got a lot of attention and love or, love or hate John. Right. And... I think people in the long run appreciate that he delivered on the promise, right, as Andre and they did. But, you know, everyone's got their favorites and some stand out more. And to your point, some resonate beyond the sport. And totally. so I do think it's a combination of their persona on court, of them delivering on their promise, mm -hmm. which is incredible. You know, in Coco's case, it's mind boggling to me, frankly, yeah. still at her age <laughs> and great for the game. Because I do think, to your point, it brings tennis beyond the boundaries of the game again. And I think we needed a little more of that right. at this time. And I'd be remiss in not thanking the Williamses and Roger and Rafa and right. Andy Murray. It's great to see him out hitting again. Yeah. A tremendous competitor. And Novak, for sure, they've done a tremendous amount for the game. But everybody keeps saying, when's the next generation? And clearly, here's one, yeah. right? And I was fortunate enough to be at her match at Wimbledon, her first match against Venus, oh, nice. sitting with her agent, Tony, who I've sat with at a few matches in the past. <laughs> and we were kind of chuckling because we're before the match. We thought she could win. And it and first, there are a couple of reasons. I mean, she brought something Venus hadn't seen. Mm -hmm. And she had nothing to lose. Yeah. And she's good. Yeah. Uh, that's a big serve. And she can return and she moves incredibly well. Right. So I think people like to see that early thing and say, hey, I saw that and it's great. And then I, I give the media credit for taking off on her and acknowledging her abilities, too. Totally. I do have a Coco story that'd be fun. I we had dinner uh, the Sunday night before the Open. I believe she played Tuesday. Okay. If she played Monday, then when it was Saturday. But I believe it was the Sunday night. 
we had a team dinner with she and her family mm-hmm. and her coaches and everyone at my favorite restaurant. Here's a plug for Pete's Tavern okay. in Manhattan. <laughs> it's in Gramercy Park. You have to go. Okay. Um, I used to go there when I was young and I never let it go. They should pay me not to go, but it's a spectacular <laughs> place. And so we're at the table and Coco and her mom had just gotten back from the open where they had had a handstand race <laughs> down the court. Her mom, by the way, I believe is 48 years old. I hope I have that right. And okay. she's not 38. I believe she's 48. <laughs> I apologize if I have that wrong, Candace, but she's delightful. But she and Coco raced handstands what? down What's, a tennis court. Yeah. Uh, that's an incredible athletic. Now, I'd, I'd be wrong if I didn't give Corey some credit. He's very athletic, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't see him in the race. So she's got good genes. Yeah, uh, I would say so. And I also love the competitive part with her mom and her still right. going at it, yeah. which is really fun. <laughs> That's so, really cool. you know, my kids are older than 15 now, so it's kind of fun for me to watch other families do it. Right. And it was neat. They have a great relationship and a great bond. And to be able to keep something at the level she's at still that kind of fun is really, really commendable to her family and all those around her. Because as we know, being in it a long time, there's a lot of burnout in sports in general, but in tennis, because you're out there by yourself and she's still enjoying it, which is, I mean, not still, she's thoroughly enjoying it, which is terrific. And I'm sure she's learning a ton in every match out there now. And that's got to be hugely gratifying for her family and for her. Yeah. So it's neat to see someone enjoying it that much. It's really cool. And yeah, like you said, she's having so much fun. Even watching her play doubles at the Open this year oh, was so awesome. Really a blast. Yeah. Great, you know, the, the crowd support for that and yeah. everything was incredible. Yeah. yeah. So excited to see how she continues to thrive on the court. It will be fun to watch. I'm knocking as you say yeah. that. I, you know, you wish everybody. <laughs> She'll be great. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. tell she's, uh, yeah, you guys obviously saw it before the rest of us did, but she's well, I'd like to. I'd like special. to be the genius. I got to give a call out to Evan Zeter, our tennis okay. sports marketing guy. Evan Evan was on the prowl on that. And call, uh, Evan. we're thrilled to have her. I mean, yeah. we're thrilled to have her working with us and she's delightful. Her whole team's great. Yeah, it seems like it. Now, you have been involved, as I've already mentioned, in several different positions. What is your absolute favorite part about being in the sport of tennis? What keeps you... I mean, it's obvious you absolutely love your job and have so much passion for what you do. So what keeps you so motivated? Why are you still in this industry? I think it's... You know, first of all, I got to thank my wife. That'd be (laughs) just crazy not to say thank you for a putting up with this crazy thing and <laughs> and being a part of it. Yeah. I think you're blessed, right? You wake up and do what we do and and you eat get to eat, sleep and drink the sport. Totally. And people get jaded in it, but I think about my year this year and and I kind of snicker about it. I mean, I was in Australia, Evan Zeter had his first baby, our sports Aww. marketing guy, so thrilled for he and his family yeah. and and terrific. But in December, and Evan said, well, I'll go to Australia. I go, Evan, you can't go to Australia. It was his first baby. He goes, <laughs> yeah. no, no, I can go. I go, yeah, no, you don't know. And you can't go. So our deal is we go until our last player's out. Okay. And fortunately for us, Milos quartered and Danielle semi And so I was there three weeks. <laughs> I have to admit the last week was a little long. But going to Australia in January is, I mean, all the tournaments have, you know, people frequently ask what my favorite is. They're all my favorite in fairness. <laughs> I mean, Wimbledon's Wimbledon, so let's not kid ourselves. Right. But they're all unique and all have terrific staffs and really add to an exper- a lifetime experience. If you ever get the chance to go, make sure, you know, if you're listening to this, you just go yeah. to all of them because they're all unique and all incredibly well run and very professional. And you see tennis at a crazy level up close. We have a terrific staff in Australia, 
So the day before the tournament starts, I usually head down. We have friends at a place called Anglesey Beach, which is just south of Bells Beach. Okay. If I get this right, west of Bells Beach. And they have beach houses down there. So they invite us for the day. And we do a little body surfing and golf. And then we go to tennis for two weeks. (laughs) And God bless Tennis Australia, the um, player facility they built there. I'm going to call it a skyscraper just for the players. Okay. The uh, hospitality area is it's got a rooftop terrace. Every level's got rest. I mean, it is to die for. So Craig Tyler and his team... Thank you for that. You you (laughs) couldn't have imagined how it could have gotten better, but you made it phenomenal. So being able to do that and witness our players perform there, Indian Wells is obviously phenomenal. Kawhi's run running to the NBA finals was great, you know. And frankly, I am bragging, being at Coco's match at Wimbledon. I would brag Going to the Open, going to the baseball (laughs) all-star game in Cleveland. I mean, you got to, if you ever think that work is bad and you can't step back and go, I get to do these as part of my job. It's yeah. incredible. And then for me personally, my family's grown up with it. I met my wife when I was an agent and my kids have been involved and it's been really fun for them and the players, all the players I've worked with. Tom Gullickson's my middle daughter's godfather. Oh, that's um, so cool. Milos and my son, as I mentioned, my daughter's friends with Milos and his girlfriend in New York. And it's just, it's terrific for them to have that as part of their life. I think they had to go to college to realize that everybody didn't know Jim Courier. <laughs> That wasn't a normal thing. Yeah, it's kind of, that was just how they grew up, right? (laughs) And that's pretty cool. And kudos to Jim and all those people for being so gracious and kind to them along the way. And I think that's the best part. You know, when your family, when you get to, I kind of, my wife will probably regret me saying this, but I think when you get to live your job and they're the same thing and everybody's okay with that, that that's really special. And then I find the other part is, frankly, Knowing all these people is so rewarding. Spencer and I were talking outside. Spencer, who runs footwear here at Tennis Warehouse, we're chatting about when I first came here with New Balance. Mm -hmm. And people are saying, why would you come back? And it's interesting because in the last eight years, I've made all these new friends at New Balance who are fabulous people. Like The list is endless. The players I work with, the basketball players too, the baseball people and all that. Again, reacquainting myself with Tennis Warehouse. Yeah. Me and Bob, it's a tremendous group of people in the industry. And frankly, cool. you know, life's about the people totally. you get to interact with and work with. And we're very fortunate. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I really like how you said that you can live your work also. I know a lot of people out there are always talking about make that work-life balance and, (laughs) you know, don't let it bleed into your personal life. But like you, Tennis Warehouse is very family feeling for me. And, uh, you know, it makes so much sense and it resonates and we love what we do and we love talking tennis and we love doing all of the tennis things. (laughs) So totally makes sense. And even to see your progression and see that now you're with New Balance, who is a family-run company. It just, it's really cool. So that's awesome. Thank you. Very no, they're exciting. great. I, it's funny you say it because I look at, you know, life is this horizontal continuum, right? Yeah. And then there's this, I, I'm waving my hand up and down that continuum and you want it to be, you want your life to run kind of as close to that line as right. you can smoothly, but undoubtedly you're going to have those moments that are up and down. Mm-hmm. And so I have to give my family kudos, although they don't know anything different of, <laughs> you know, if there was an emergency, which sounds crazy, an emergency at a tournament where a player needed something or whatever, I'd fly somewhere in the middle of the night, halfway across the world or whatever the deal is. And they get it. And they know that that's what I do. And that leads to the life we have. And and so I appreciate them for understanding that. I also think when you work with players, if you're in sport 
And tennis is a great example. The players are all over the world. I was texting with Heather last night. Mm-hmm. She had a nice win. And, you know, it's a 24-7 deal. It's not a, <laughs> you know, this isn't like, hey, I'm going to turn my phone off at 7. Yeah. And people go, you know, you're amazing because you, I go, that's the deal. Yeah. I mean, I've got, you know, I think Milos is going to be in Boston later today and Coco's in Europe and Heather's in Asia. Yeah. And I hope Nicole's back preparing for what for a wedding <laughs> right. back in California. So you're in all time zones all the time. And that's just the deal, yeah. which is which is pretty cool because it makes it a really small world. It is. And it, it's fun. I keep up with some players, too, and they're in Asia right now. And yeah, it's been fun to wake up to a text and you oh. know that they're sleeping. But yeah, it's a blast. And then you yeah. get time to have a coffee before exactly. they respond, which exactly. is nice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, are there any last stories that you want to share with us? I mean, <laughs> I've been told that we could just do this for a few hours. <laughs> yeah, we probably could. We might want to save some. I was going to say, for... I don't know if I should ask you about your favorite story as an agent, if there's anything that comes up, most challenging day in your career, <laughs> best day of your career, all of these things. Oh, my God. Best day. I mean, I think we've all, you know, the the pinnacles are so high, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think we're very fortunate to have them regularly. The things I talked about earlier, I think when you can appreciate what an athlete goes through at any level, I mean, I was as happy for Nicole playing in the first round of the U.S. Open as I was for Milos when he beat Roger to make the final of Wimbledon. Yeah. Because what it takes to do that and get to that level at that time in their lives is incredible. And those moments are frankly emotional for me and for them because you hopefully help them get to that place and repeat it and get to another one. I think that, you know, we all have those highlights and great wins. And I, I hope mine are still ahead of me, frankly, as crazy <laughs> as that sounds. No, but next time we'll do a list of stories. Okay. I mean, we'll, we'll have to save some for, for that. Part two. But I do want to, you know, I, I'd be remiss in not saying I was really, first of all, I have to thank the Davises for giving us, everyone at New Balance, the opportunity to move the brand in the direction we have. That doesn't happen if it doesn't come down from the top. Mm-hmm. And Jim and Ann and their kids have really, you know, Chris and and Kasha have opened the door for the brand to move in those directions and to grow overseas and all. And, and that's a new experience for them. And it requires, certainly when you get to a certain level, trust in a whole lot of other people. So I speak for all of New Balance when I thank them for that. I got to thank Donald Dell from tennis. He was the first tennis agent ever mm-hmm. with Roger and Stan. I was I called Donald in the fall because he was recognized by Tennis Magazine for his contributions to the game. Okay. And I thought it was uh, long overdue. <laughs> I think he'd done a lot for it. He's, and, yeah. and the same with Tennis Warehouse. I think Drew and, and your group with Don and everyone have revolutionized tennis sales. And I don't think the industry's caught up. And I know your job is always to stay ahead. (laughs) And I wish you guys continued (laughs) success in it. But I think those are the things that are exciting for all of us in the game. The people that help and the people I spoke of and countless others, by the way, Mm -hmm. I owe countless mentors and everyone else in this, including my friends in Beaverton and all for sure. Learned a a great deal there. But I, I think those who push us forward enable us to provide this for the future generations and for the game. And all the games, the betterment of sport. Yeah. And I'm delighted and feel very fortunate that those people allowed me to have an opportunity with them. And thanks for TW for giving us the chance as well. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for being here and chatting with our audience and me. And oh, well, I look forward to the I next time. Say, that's that's we a look plug forward. for me coming back. Perfect. Well, schedule it. Make <laughs> okay. sure you get back up here. So thank you so much for joining us. Any last words? Oh, thank you all and uh, and enjoy the end of the season. And yes. I hope you enjoy 
2020 yes. season in tennis. It's going to be fabulous. Excited. It's going to be great. Cool. Thanks, Thanks so much. Take care. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. And I have a coupon code to give you guys 30% off all fall collections from New Balance. If you use the code TALKNB, that's T-A-L-K-N-B. That's an amazing deal. So go get after some of that awesome court gear. Also wanted to remind you to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you download your episodes and leave us a note on what you're loving and who you want to hear on next week's episode. Until next time, happy hitting.